myself. My name is So, you know, episode one, very 50s. Now, I myself am not too familiar with this sort of era of television and sitcoms. So I couldn't really tell you. I mean, I know the stereotypical, like, you know, tropes and the very, like, Americana perfect relationship between wife and husband and the hijinks in the neighborhood sort of, you know, you know, those tropes of the 50s and even early 60s late 60s television yeah and that's definitely rampant in this first episode i mean the episode literally you know obviously it, it i think it does a decent job of setting up but it also i, I think it does a perfect it's a perfect blend between setting up a general hijinks and you know the rules of this show but still leaving a lot of mystery because in this first episode, really, it pretty much just revolves around Wanda and Vision, you know, settling into this neighborhood. Obviously, we know there's something more to the story because, spoiler alert, Vision dies in Infinity War. He gets his fucking head caved in. So right off the bat, obviously, we know something is different, you know, with this timeline. So Wanda is a stay-at-home mother, or not stay-at-home mother, stay-at-home wife, um... You know, she just moved into this neighborhood, sort of, you know, getting accustomed to this life with Vision. And the show picks off, like, right away. Like, it, we literally just drop oh, yeah. into a day in the right life into of... the fire. Yeah, there is really no setup between, oh, you know, it's just like a few little things here and there. A few little questions that I th- are raised later on in the episode, which we'll get to. Um, but for the most part, you're really just thrown in there. And then Vision, you know, going to work. And, you know, providing for his wife and, and, you know, his hijinks at work and his evening with his boss who is coming over to eat dinner, um, being hosted by Vision and Wanda. And from there, the sort of hijinks that is, the night sort of, you know, devolves into. And in all honesty, I was hooked from the very beginning. I was absolutely hooked from the minute the theme song came on. Loved it. I knew this was going to be such a fun time, but I was not expecting how much fun I was going to have with it. I agree. I was like, I was having a blast watching this uh, these first two episodes. Like I, I was genuine. Like I was genuinely surprised at how legitimately funny it is. Yes. Like there were, there are a handful of moments where I literally laughed out loud. You know what I want to actually add? Props to both what? Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany and and all the other actresses and actors that were a part of the first episode, especially because, dude, acting the like having to put on this production and this fake like fifty sitcom thing like that is not easy, bro. Like, t- like, obviously, it came off corny because that's, like, the main purpose of the 50s sitcom. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. 
it like wasn't over the top corny. You get what I'm saying? Like it like the acting was so like well done. Like like everything I was so impressed by everything that they did. Like the movements, like, like you could tell there was a lot of these these takes that were done in one shot. And I was like, dude, like yeah. super props to these actors, man. Like this is not easy, bro. Especially like these little corny like hand gestures they have to do that they used to do in old sitcoms and these like all these sayings like I, I I thought like especially the first episode was so well done. I mean, even the way Elizabeth Olsen changes her voice, but we'll she's awesome. To, she's awesome. I'm gonna get into I'm gonna get into one specific instance um a little later when we get to that part of the episode when we start talking about it. But there's a few moments where, well, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but she really does change her voice to a very specific sort of 50s sort of sitcom voice, which I know sounds silly when you hear me just talking about it. But when you see it, you you recognize that she's she's kicking ass in this. And I, like you said, I want to give props to her and especially Paul Bettany because he looks like he's ha- <laughs> he looks oh, like he's having a blast. Dude, you could tell they're having this. the time of their lives filming. He yeah, and, and he looked like he was having so so much fun, and I think that's part of the reason why it manages to pull you in, you know, amidst all the weirdness yeah. going on, is that they're just so lovable, and they really really sell you on this, and their chemistry is oh, it's perfect, is fantastic, perfect, yeah. and and while we're giving while we're giving uh, you know props to this, I want to give a, a shout out to Catherine Hahn. Uh, who plays Agnes yeah. in the show. She's awesome. Yeah, shout out to her. She is great. I mean, you could just tell right away. You know, I have my theories about her. Um, I believe she is a villain in the show for reasons that I'll, I'll, I'll state later. I think she's a villain. But you could kind of tell just by the way she talks to Wanda, it almost kind of seems fake. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And she really, she really sells that sort of like two face, you know, laugh with you and then you know stab you in the back when I can, sort of neighbor of this time frame. But she's also a, re- a really funny character. Like, there's one line that that she has in the episode that I couldn't believe I laughed that hard at, but I guess it was the way she she said it, where she's like, "It's a silly little line." She's like, "Oh, my mother in law was in town," and then she pauses and she's like, "Oh, so I wasn't," and then she just starts cracking up and <laughs> and. That's such like an overused joke that it's like okay yeah ha 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 funny, but the way she sold that line had me literally laughing laughing out loud. So shout out to Catherine Hahn. I'm really excited to see where her character goes throughout this because I definitely think there's more to her than meets the eye. I agree. It's she's. I mean, like I said, props to everybody attached to this project, man, because. They've delivered, in my opinion, like especially these actors and actresses. Like even, even um, uh, I forget their names. Uh, but Vision's boss and his wife, and she the hearts, she, yeah, and she's from uh, she's from Seventy Show, right? Yes, she. That's where she's from. Yeah. Yes, she Dude, looks so familiar. Yeah, and she looks great. I couldn't really put my she, finger on it. She, she does. looks great. And but dude, they killed it too, man. Like it's 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 been it's just so phenomenal. Um, you know, one thing I want to actually bring up really quick, uh, kind of going back to the whole voice thing that we were talking about. Um, I actually read on I forgot where I read it the other day, but just recently, and it wasn't even like I wasn't reading anything about WandaVision. Like I just was reading about old shows and old movies, and um, somebody said that 
like the way that they talk in old movies and old shows is because a lot of these actors and actresses were in plays and so like they brought that acting from being in a play onto set and it's a different kind of acting like especially with the way that you talk there's a lot of emphasis on words when you're in a play compared to when you're you know shooting a movie or a tv show you know what i'm saying so that is also why i feel like we see that a little bit in this show like the way that elizabeth olsen you know the way she talks and certain things you know what i'm saying like yeah it's it's i think that that has a little bit of influence on the show at least at least in the first episode and I, I find that kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I was talking to to my cousin about this, and I couldn't notice because I was watching on my on my TV. Maybe someone with I don't know better ears than me would notice. But apparently, um, they actually recorded uh, and played the audio in in mono format to match you know the time frame of of that era. That's pretty cool. And yeah, it's it's, it's little things like that. I love little details like that. Yeah, it's it's little details that that add up that really sell, um, a show, and it's like it really shows the care that they put into it, and you can definitely see like how much care they put into it. You know, like you could tell this is done by people who, who love the television of that time and really understood it, and so understand these could, characters. Yeah, exactly. So that they could go ahead and deconstruct it and make something unique out of it. Definitely. And there's a lot of really cool moments like that where, you know, it sort of breaks from this 50s-style sort of sitcom into a more modern, um, like, television sort of style, uh, which, again, we'll get to when we start talking about spoilers because there's one specific scene in which this happens, um, at least that I noticed in, and it really adds to the whole twilight zone vibe of the show because really i think that was as much of an influence on this on wandavision as much as you know these old sitcoms were because Mm. i got a really really strong twilight zone vibe um in the first and second episode i don't know if if you feel the same way yeah i i actually see that i don't i didn't even think about that but that's a great comparison so like i loved it I i thought it was hilarious i thought it was the perfect amount of you know fun wandavision and uh, wanda and vision hijinks and then on a dime it just flips to okay there is something much more sinister going on here and the way they really flip it on a dime is pretty incredible Yes. Because, like, the episode is literally, like, 98 minutes of, like, you know, committing entirely to this, you know, era of 50 sitcom and ha ha ha. Dude, laughing, I literally ha, thought ha, I was... This is so cheesy and funny. And then, boom, something's wrong. And, yep. like, you don't know what it is. The world building is insane because I, like, felt like I was binge watching an old 50 sitcom. And then, like, when those moments happen, I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, I'm watching a Marvel Studios production. Like, I'm watching a you know, a superhero thing, like, that's gonna have this insane story. And it's so fucking cool to see... This is the reason why I like TV. Like, like, there's people that, that, like, love, love, love movies and, like, or whatever about TV, but there's a lot of things that TV can do and, like, you know, releasing things, like, episodes by episode 
with like world building and and creating this like mystery like throughout each episode that you know you start connecting dots you know what i mean like we kind of get that in some movies with sequels and stuff like that especially the marvel movies but it's fucking interesting to see what they're doing with the show man yeah and even like little things where where like for example there's a scene in which we're with vision um at the place that he works and he starts asking people like hey what is it exactly that we do here and then no one can really answer that question and it's not it's it's not played where it's like makes you really feel uneasy but when you look at it in a vacuum and you look at it you know reflecting back on it it's kind of eerie looking back on it that it, it it's one of those scenes like like you said it's one of those world world building scenes that really adds on to this sort of general feeling of unease yeah when it's like okay yeah like there's there's definitely something on but it's not really played to that level like some of the other moments in the show are but again it is those little things that you know sort of add up and they add to the the you know the grand scheme of things definitely yeah the one the, the... i'm sorry continue continue yeah you better be sorry but go ahead continue. <laughs> no i wasn't um what i wanted to add too was a lot of things that i really love that they did that made me feel like i was kind of like in the 1950s watching this was the uh the little commercials that they added i know you yes love that i was shit. about to bring that up yes i was about to bring that up it's it's dude i like that's to me is like some of the best parts of the show yeah absolutely so so for those of you who who don't know or maybe who haven't seen wandavision yet without spoiling too much before we get into our spoiler section what I'm assu- the first two episodes I'm assuming you know the rest of the episodes that follow this sitcom format have um, one commercial in each episode right in the middle of each episode which sounds kind of whack because you know you don't pay for you don't want to watch commercials in a streaming service but obviously you know these commercials are part of the show and there's definitely more to those commercials than meets the eye. And I want to talk about them more in spoilers for people who haven't seen it. But there's definitely something more to those commercials, at least I think. But yeah, they're they're fantastically executed. Again, they're very era-based. So, you know, the the 50s one is very 50s, 61, um, you know, more of the same. And I'm interested to see where it goes, you know, as we continue moving along the decades. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think I said pretty much everything I could say without talking about spoilers, for at least for episode one. Um, what about you, John? No, I mean, every, I mean we kind of uh, discussed everything I wanted to talk about without spoilers. Um, it's some good stuff, bro. Absolutely. So, that's our spoiler-free section for WandaVision episode one. I'm going to go ahead and timestamp our spoiler-free section for episode two down below. Uh, but for right now, we're going to get into some WandaVision uh, episode one spoilers. So... They all die! <laughs> yeah, the show just... There's only one episode, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just one, it's just one 22-minute long episode. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, since we were just talking about it, let's talk about that commercial. Because yes. th- that was kind of trippy. Oh, is it? Or is that just me? Was was the commercial for the first one the Stark toaster? 
Yes, it is the toaster. So pretty much, you know, the commercial is literally just a toaster ad. But then one, you hear the repulsor blast. Yeah, dude, I felt... didn't even realize that the first time I, I, I like someone said it on on Twitter, I think. And I'm like, huh? And I had to go back and watch it. And I was like, wow. How do you miss that? That's such an iconic sound. I know. I just like didn't think about it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it's because you're a DCE fanboy. You're, yeah, you're one of those I Snyder cuts. Snyder. I love Zack Snyder. One of those Snyder cuts. Did you give Joker five stars? Yep, Todd Phillips, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the goat of uh, superhero movies. Him and Zack Snyder. Oh uh, god, I'm gonna fucking throw up. <laughs> um, so yeah, you hear the repulsor blast, um, and then like the light on the toaster cells beeping starts beeping. Which one? It's the only light or color that you see in the entire episode. It's you know that little red blinking yeah. light. I don't. I don't know if you notice. Yeah. And two, the beeping sounded weird. Like, I, c- I can't really quite put my finger like on it. Like, it doesn't sound like a toaster. Absolutely. I mean, I, do you Maybe have a, a toaster bomb. that sounds like a bomb? Maybe That's what I'm bomb, about yeah. to say. It sounds like a bomb. It and could like, be. Well, okay. So, we're talking about spoilers. Like, if you're at this fucking part of the episode, either you Yeah, I'm sure you it. saw fucking both episodes. Yeah, either you've watched it, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't care. <laughs> so obviously something bigger is happening that, that we see at the end of this episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm assuming that they ha- do you think they have her like captured or something? Like, like that's, that's where is Wanda right now? Like you know what I mean? Like like we kind of see like a little computer and I think it's like playing something that she's, you know, putting together in her mind or you know we obviously don't know the details. But I mean, I don't think she's captured. I think she's actually doing this on her own. But someone's think, definitely like recording, you know, I think, these moments. I think, dude, I think some, uh, bro, the, the thing is, this is what I love about the show right now because I have no fucking clue what's oh, happening. I have, I have no idea. That's why I, this is amazing. But like, I, what I think, my theory right now is that she is manipulating everything. I think this illusion. So that is she she's manipulating doing, reality? Yes, I think so. Wow. Like, I, I think she ultimately has, like, control of this. Uh, but I think there are outside forces that are starting to um, come into Pry play here. In. And I think Monica Rambeau, um, who makes her appearance in the second episode, is, like, one of those people. I yes. don't think she's bad. I don't think she's bad. No, she's um, not. Absolutely not. I mean, I know who but, she is. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> um, there's definitely people like starting to kind of you know fuck with wanda and and what's yeah. going on for their you know personal gain obviously however i have no idea who so, and what for and my my theory is that wherever they show her or whatever that is that we see at the end of the episode i'm assuming that's where wanda in i guess the present time or the I don't know. I really don't know how to fucking. It, it's like it's hard to wrap your ra- your brain around this show sometimes. But like wherever Wanda is, that she's imagining this or creating this reality. You know what I mean? Like we don't know. But mm-hmm. I'm assuming that room or whatever that they showed has a bomb in it, or you know the bomb's like somewhere nearby, and she's like starting to hear it, and that's how it made its way into the reality that she's building. I mean, I don't really know, have another theory other than that, and I feel like that's probably the best guess at the moment. I have a better theory than that, and I think you're actually going to like this one. All right, let's hear it. So I was looking on Twitter 
uh, after I watched the episodes to see, you know, kind of what people thought about it and, and to hear some takes. Because, you know, I've said this once, I'll say it a million times. I think this uh, strategy of releasing TV shows, like episode by episode, rather than just throwing it all at once. Yes. Is so much better for uh, community and discussion. Kevin, you know, um, Kevin Feige, I think I think he said that they like talked about releasing all the episodes together for WandaVision. And then he was like, nah, fuck that. We have to do it episode by episode. I'm so I'm glad. I'm so happy he did that. I mean, I, I was again, I was talking to my cousin about this. And, and look how quickly, you know, general conversation about like The Witcher died. Like everyone only really talked about The Witcher for like a couple weeks. Not even. Maybe like, like, I don't know, a month. And then it just, the hype just sort of died down. WandaVision yep. has nine episodes. It's going to be in the culture for at well, least two months. Think about it. Like the, the perfect comparison is the other Disney Plus thing which is mandalorian what every is that? fucking every <laughs> every weekend people were going insane about you know baby yoda and and you know what's mando up to next do you know what i mean yeah like, can you imagine if, if they had just dropped it all at once I, I, oh i mean be, grogu be, wouldn't be that big of a oh yeah he wouldn't be this icon that he became yeah so whatever you're distracting me back to the point <laughs> okay so the theory i read was that the two commercials are traumatizing experiences from Wanda's past and someone is using those commercials to break Wanda out of her like trance or out of her illusion. The reasoning being the first one was the Stark toaster with the bomb beeping supposed to represent the Stark Industries bomb that killed her parents uh, that we see in Age of Ultron. You following yeah. me? Yeah. The second commercial um in episode two which is the strucker watch strucker obviously being the um scientist is that what he was yeah the scientist who kind of makes wanda and pietro get their powers the one who experiment on on them and stuff now the 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 the, not the theory they kind of reconned it a bit where it's like he experimented on them but he unlocked like a secret genetic you know, oh, that, that's right. I mean, whatever. You know, because now you know, like I'm putting quotation marks in my in with my hands, like they're mutants. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? And the you know, obviously the watch had the the fucking Hydra like logo. Yeah. Please tell me you noticed that. Yeah. So um, I think right now, uh, at least the theory that I found most interesting was that these are traumatizing moments that have happened that have occurred in Wanda's life that we've seen. You know, in that the MCU. Yes. So, like, people were theorizing that maybe one commercial would be, like, you remember in Civil War when she accidentally killed those people in Lagos with the bomb? Yeah. So, like, maybe we'll see, like, a hotel commercial in, in one of the episodes, like a beach resort, like, in Lagos. Um, one of those moments will probably be relating to um, Vision dying in Infinity War or something like that, which I think is, is pretty interesting. I think it's really cool. Because looking back on it, that toaster really did sound like a bomb. Like... <laughs> There's yes, no way absolutely. around that. Really absolutely. Like a bomb. Um, so I thought that was... That's actually a fucking insanely good theory. Right? It's so good. Like, I'm re- I, it's one of the, those theories dude, that... Dude, the thing is, like, yeah, like, all the theories that I read about the show are all good. Because they can all be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, true. So, moving past the commercial, um, one of the... Well, I'm sure it's probably what's going to be talked about the most of these two episodes but my favorite part of the episode was that final dinner scene where 
um, bot, Vision's boss starts choking. Yeah. You know, and like that's that I think is the first time where reality sort of quote unquote breaks. Is that because for Wanda? Of, is it because of when he went in to save him? Is that is like are you saying like that moment alone is like when you start to realize that? No, I or, think it are was... you saying like that entire occurrence is what makes reality break? So, okay, so whatever that they're eating, and then from the start of that scene, where I forget his name, but Mister Hart asks, the boss, right? Yeah, the boss, Mister Hart asks Wanda and Vision, "Where are you guys from? Why did you guys come here?" And then they're both sort of sitting like in awkward silence and they can't really answer that. And he's pushing the question. He's like, where are you guys from? Why are you here? Where are you guys from? Why are you here? And then they like can't really answer that. And then like things start to get like kind of weird. And then he starts choking. And then the wife starts saying, stop it. And then she pauses. And then she goes again. She's like, stop it. And then she pauses. And then she's like, stop. But it was like almost like in a weird rhythm. And then you, you like... Like the camera changes. I don't know if you noticed, but, but yes, the camera work. I did notice that. So the cam. This is what I'm talking about, where the camera goes. That from was being the first. I old... noticed it because it's the first time that they ever did that the entire episode. Because everything yeah. is filmed like a like a classic sitcom. And yeah, it, this is where it by... first changes into a traditional one camera yes. movie setup, and it, it it kind of focuses on Wanda and all this happening. And, and in the background, you you hear him choking, and you hear the wife, you know, stop it, stop. And then that's when Wanda kind of tells him you know vision help him but there's two things that stuck out to me particularly in that one line was one the inflection and tone in Wanda's voice completely changes yes to the point where it almost kind of seems like she was almost controlling vision which leads me to believe that yes Wanda is aware of this illusion although she tries not to get too involved you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. So like she does because the thing is like maybe she doesn't want to like snap out of this illusion that she's in. Yeah, because you know she's obviously you know alive and with Vision, who is quote unquote alive in this you know perfect world with her. But like it, it definitely felt like she was almost sort of like you know telling him what to do, and like you know obviously he goes along for it, which again leads me to believe that. She is sort of like, you know, she has an overall control over what is going on. Even though I don't think she has... It's weird because I don't think she's like in complete like understanding of what she's doing or what's going on. But I think she can kind of control it. And like she knows what she's doing. You get me? Yes. Like it's weird. I'm like thinking that's why i'm like trying to, i'm like i'm being silent like there's so much to the show i don't know the little hamster in your head is in his wheel going <laughs> it's the it's fast. the monkey like clapping the uh like it like the simpsons commercial <laughs> yeah. the simpsons fucking meme <laughs> um no you know what i actually really liked though was when um agnes is his name uh, um, her name yes i know i'm not not her name the boss's name i'm sorry uh, Mr. Hart, bro, how many times do I have to say his fucking last name? <laughs> Mr. Hart, when he's choking and Vision, you know, goes on the floor and, you know, sticks his his hand through his chest to take out the piece of steak or whatever he or the piece of pancake I think it was, 
that he was choking on. Um, I like how they didn't use, and I don't know if you noticed that too, like old style CGI. You get what I'm saying? Like that was mm-hmm. completely like, you know, 2020 CGI. Yeah. And I like that. And I wonder if that has anything to do with the whole reality thing, like, or with her, with her kind of controlling that, you get that aspect of it. You get what I'm saying? Like, and then everything kind of slowly goes back to the normal flow of how she wants it. Yeah. And, and it's cool that you mentioned the CGI in that scene because uh, all the other effects in this episode, particularly, well, I mean, really, it's really the only effects um, are that take place in Wanda's kitchen where she kind of like controls the cabinets and the plates and all that stuff. But you could definitely tell that they're like wires. Yeah, like, it's almost like to the corny, point where like it's all corny yeah, CGI, you know, like, like it's 1950s, like how you would imagine they would do special effects. Like not even CGI. I think those are yeah. I, I don't even. I think those are legitimately like legitimate practical effects. But like obviously they're not trying to hide the fact that they're really corny. It's like yeah, this is how it was in the 50s. Like we know. But it's cool that you mentioned that that CGI with, with Vision's hand at the end uh yeah because it's completely different than what we've seen like we saw like what you yeah. were saying when she was cooking um when vision switches his face you know what i mean like how he goes back to having a human face and back to the you know vision's face um you know they do mm-hmm. like a little corny like he does like a little jump kind of thing and bring like you know his face changes this time like it was like no like this is like how we would see like the avengers like how he would be taking out this piece of pancake out of this guy's chest Mm-hmm. Yeah. so there's def- there's definitely something there yeah absolutely um i mean that's really it, it's just kind of really planting you know little seeds nothing really too crazy happens in this episode i mean at least nothing crazy that i've noticed and and, and like haven't spoken about uh you want to start talking about episode two yeah um before we do i don't know if you've talked about with many people about WandaVision in general but it's weird how like you and I maybe because we appreciate things more than you know most people I feel like because there's a lot of I have a lot of friends and family that aren't crazy about this show or that or they think it's pretty bad and I'm like wait like what do you mean like and I'm like trying to explain to them like this 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 like this might be happening it's just a weird how like they're like the the word of mouth has been going around that either the show is really bad or that it's really fucking good. I haven't seen anybody say like, it's okay. Well, I mean, ironically enough, I don't really know many people who have seen this yet. Uh, I had a friend who didn't really know too much about this going into it. And he, after, you know, after watching the first two episodes, he wasn't really sold on it. Um, however, I think that'll eventually change. I but think it definitely it's going to blow up more towards the end. Oh, absolutely. I think once the whole sitcom thing starts to die down and the more like MCU aspects of it start appearing, I think, you know, some of the more casual superhero MCU fans will start to come around. I think this I think when that does happen, though, I think once everything is finally said and done, I think this will be remembered, you know, if the quality of the show continues at the pace that it's in right now. I think this will be remembered very fondly, like kind of like the way Man- Mando is right now. And I do think this will be seen as like the best of the first entry of Disney Plus MCU shows. Yeah. You know, with Miss Marvel, Loki, uh, this, She-Hulk and whatnot, only because of its uniqueness and the implications it has. 
I could definitely see why some people wouldn't like it because it is so different. And this is the first, you know, piece of Marvel content we've gotten since July 2019. It's been almost two years since we've had, you know, any Marvel content. And it's something that's uh, a little weirder than most people have expected because. I mean, we were supposed I to mean, get. Yeah, we were supposed to get. Um, Black Widow. Well, I'm talking about TV shows. We were supposed to get Falcon and Winter Falcon. Soldier first. Yeah, but even then, the first. To, uh, I feel like what well, I'm saying, like that was like, a, like that was something that we're all familiar with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would be a good way to like segue into something else, but like we're like right off the bat, like you haven't seen shit in a long time. Boom! Here's WandaVision, like some crazy shit that's going on. Yeah, and then like and like I was saying, Black Widow was supposed to be the gateway into phase four you know a familiar character who who fans have come to love has been in there since almost the beginning iron man 2 black widow shows up so but i you know i'm glad that this is what's starting phase four something in this direction because i think uh this is going to start kicking off into like some of the more multiverse stuff and from rumors and theories that i've been reading online it looks like the multiverse is going to play a huge part in marvel phase four and I don't There's know if you were definitely I, something going on with the with the uh, multiverse. Um, I I, I want to just like touch on it really quickly. I don't know if you saw this, but obviously Sam Raimi is Sam Raimi is is directing Doctor Strange uh, into the multi. What is it? Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Uh, with obviously the sequel to the first one. Um, and if you guys don't know, he's directed Spider Man one, two, and three with the Tobey Maguire days. And um, apparently though, like. They sat him down and brought him in to help out a little bit with WandaVision and help out a little bit with with uh with Spider Man three. So really? that's that's the rumor going around. Like that he like like obviously they brought him in for Doctor Strange too. That's the main thing that he's gonna be focused on. But mm-hmm. they had him, you know, like give a little bit of leadway for WandaVision and you know give them like some sort of direction for WandaVision and some sort of direction for Spider-Man 3. So they're definitely going to hint at some crazy thing happening within the multiverse like in these three movies and shows. Obviously WandaVision, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. So I'm actually fucking interested to see what they do, especially if they like had Sam Raimi uh you know brought in to give some I mean, guidance. I have I mean, I have a theory about that. I think you're on the right track, and I sort of have a theory um, about how the three shows are, are connected. Obviously, with the multiverse, we know the multiverse is going to play a part in Spider-Man 3. It's pretty much all but confirmed at this point. It's like the worst fucking kept secret in Hollywood. <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, like, it's funny because they haven't confirmed shit, but it's like, bro, we know at least, yeah, we know at least Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina are in this movie. It's like, bro, like, <laughs> like come on, you don't have to hide it anymore. <laughs> How mad um, would people be though if it's not like if it's not multiverse at all? I mean, I, honestly, I would prefer it not to be. Like, I would yeah, prefer them would like, be to like lead into it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people would be pissed, but um, I know, I know, villain wise, Mephisto has been name dropped a lot in theories and rumors for WandaVision. I believe Mephisto is the main villain of WandaVision, especially because he was kind of name dropped. Well, he was kind of like alluded to in the second episode. I don't know if you caught that. Um, I don't think I did. So there's a there's a scene in episode two. Spoiler alert for episode two. Which if you're listening to this, you don't fucking care about spoilers. Where Catherine Hans, 
uh, character says, oh, the devil's in the details. And then oh. she goes, oh, that's not the only place he is. Ooh. And, you know, for those of you who know who Mephisto is, you, yeah, for those of you who don't know who Mephisto is, he's literally like the MCU version of Lucifer. Marvel version. Yeah, Marvel version, sorry. He's literally like the Marvel version of Satan. <laughs> yeah, he's a good villain. Uh, yeah, he's a great villain. So, obviously, we know Mephisto has ties with Spider-Man in the comics. For those of you who don't know, uh, Spider-Man... At the end of the... In the comic version of Civil War, Spider-Man reveals his identity to the public after he's been Spider-Man for so long. And eventually, he makes a deal with Mephisto where he gives up, I think... His, I think his I think, love with Mary, like Mary yeah, Jane. Yeah, he gives up his marriage. Yeah, he gives up his marriage with Mary Jane to have everyone forget he's Spider Man. Which I think wasn't that well received <laughs> when it came out. Like people were like, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> um but we know he has a connection with Doctor Strange uh and Spider Man already. And seeing as to how connected it seems Doctor Strange, Spider Man, and WandaVision are gonna be I have a feeling Mephisto is going to be the overarching villain or not villain, but a presence in all three of those movies in some way, shape or form. That's going to be very interesting if he is. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Mephisto. I think he's a great villain. So I'm excited uh, to sort of see him on the big screen. So enough about episode one. Uh, let's talk about episode two because episode two, I think really starts to, hone in on some of the more unusual aspects of the show. Yeah. And their and lives. I actually have one theory about episode two that I want to bring up to you and see if, what your thoughts are on it, but I'll wait till we get to that part. Okay. So, WandaVision episode two, we're back to spoiler-free for now. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are listening who don't want spoilers, you are safe here. Come with me, my child. Wait, that sounds weird. Yeah, it does. Fuck. <laughs> and we're not editing that out. <laughs> Sounded really weird. Arrest this man! <laughs> Fuck. Um, okay, so One Division Episode 2. It's pretty self-contained. The episode starts with uh, Wanda and Vision sleeping on separate twin beds in the same room for some reason. <laughs> Um, you know, some hijinks happen, stay here, noises outside, it turns out it's just a tree, blah, 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 I'm not gonna give you a whole synopsis, but basically the episode revolves around a neighborhood talent show, in which Wanda and Vision are both participating with Magic Act, which, you know, you figure wouldn't be that hard for them. <laughs> so, you know, Wanda is introduced to some of the women in the community, and I guess, like, the head honcho woman who, like, sort of, like, runs the neighborhood, which is pretty stereotypical uh, for, like, you know, that neighborhoods and, and shit of that time. You know, this is the 60s. And Vision wanting to get into, yeah, like his neighborhood watch to sort of see and, I guess, you know, get closer to the, his, the peers amongst the neighborhood, you know, yada, yada. And then, you know, hijinks ensue. Nothing too crazy, uh, at least plot-wise. Um, a majority of the episode revolves around... You know, Wanda's interaction with these women, Vision's interaction with these men, and then, you know, the climax of the episode, or not the climax, but the ending of the episode being this magic show, and then 
the climax of the episode, you know, being in the house, uh, which, you know, we're not going to spoil what happens yet. I thought it was a good episode also. I thought it was it was just as good, if not better, than the first. And I think it does a great job, again, at, at you know, putting together a few more pieces of this much larger puzzle. You know, I mean, you see again in this episode um, some things turning into color, which uh, it's kind of hard to talk about without really getting into spoilers, but... There are two instances of color being used again um, in this episode, but sporadically uh, yes. that I thought were very interesting. And I, I'm sure you noticed those too. And yeah, obviously. Um, and Monica Rambeau uh, makes her appearance. Uh, for Should those of we... you who don't know who Monica Rambeau is, she's um, in she's the other pilot in Captain Marvel. No. Yes. She's the daughter. Yeah, but doesn't she become a pilot at the end? Do they time skip in that movie? Yeah. I think. Are you sure? No, I don't I'm think so, sure. Man. Are you sure? Yeah, because it's the daughter in Captain Marvel. Yeah. She's like, what, like seven years old in that movie? You're right. Yep. I know I am, bitch. You're right. Oh, my God. What the hell? <laughs> I said that like, Is that how you I talk to your like boss? Blake. Who's my <laughs> boss? Uh, me. I know you're not. Uh, whose name is on your paychecks? I don't get paid for this shit, but I should. <laughs> um, are, are you sure? I thought there was a time skip. I don't think so. I think they they ca- okay. So they casted her for WandaVision, and then they announced shortly after that she will be appearing in Captain Marvel two. Oh, I think you're right. I know I am. Yeah. Whoa, deja vu. Yeah. Get used <laughs> oh to yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, whatever. She makes her appearance. In... Yeah, she's in. Cap- she's the daughter in Captain Marvel too, which we know has a big connection to uh, Captain Marvel. So there's obviously. More, well, they I don't guess, call happening? her by. They don't call her by Monica in this because no, they do not. She's technically in this world that uh, she goes by Geraldine in this, which we'll talk about when we get to spoilers. Um, but she is not Monica Rambeau to the general audience yet we only know her as as geraldine so so you're right about that i thought again i thought this episode was great it does a great job of again foreshadowing a lot of things that i think are going to come into play later and uh setting up bigger like components like oh you know about you know setting up the pieces of the puzzle you know we have uh it's a long journey this show is and it's going to be a lot of setting up and and i think this episode really picks up where episode one kind of left off and does a great job obviously uh does a great job sort of you know transitioning like transitioning and really again like the way episode one does it capturing that 50s era vibe i think this job does an excellent i think this uh episode does an excellent job with a sort of 60s era vibe. It's, it's a lot of things, like like we were saying earlier, like the, the way they were acting, you know, little things too, like hand movements, you know, the way they emphasize words. The cinematography completely changes, and I'm sure we're going to see that, like, advance, you know, as we go through more, you know, to the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of little things that they do that really 
stand out and you get to really appreciate what they're actually doing i mean the thing is like it's so hard to talk about this episode without spoilers because yeah, we're definitely gonna have to jump into this in because there's not a lot of <laughs> spoiler free plot <laughs> going on i mean these are what 30 minute long episodes i mean it's a sitcom 30 minute long episodes uh but there's not a lot of plot in it so we're gonna go ahead and jump straight into spoilers uh spoilers for wandavision episode two starting right now um i really love how you know like uneasy this episode really gets yes um especially the ending (laughs) with like that beekeeper looking dude crawling out of the sewer and then vision asking wanda like like the music starts starts to get really eerie and again we switch into this one like one camera um cinematography instead of three cameras um you get into like this one camera view and then it's sort of like zooming in on wanda visions like wanda who is that like wanda what's going on and then wanda's just like sort of staring at him she's like no like (laughs) and then she rewinds reality yep um that in my is is, was my favorite part of the episode um and then there's two other scenes where things kind of get really weird one of them being where when this main like you know the main the head honcho lady i I forget her name in the in the show but where they're talking to wanda and and agnes and 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 geraldine and, and all those other women and then they all say in unison except for wanda and geraldine uh you know for the children yep and like obviously we don't really know what that means i'm i'm assuming it's referring to wanda's child yeah i like, have a whole theory about that that's what that yeah. was my, what my theory was about i mean it, it's definitely wiccan and, and speed right? yeah that's who i'm assuming like so like my theory is pretty much that that wiccan and speed are either about to be born or maybe they're already born you know in real time i don't know I, I, in the, I don't in the end of the think. episode, yeah, in the end of the episode, Wanda reveals that she's pregnant. She's pregnant to Vision. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming <clears throat> her saying that, or those people saying, you know, for the children, like especially maybe they're in, trying to, like that, my theory is that like that was just something from her reality that something about the children. Um, you know, they're trying to capture the children, maybe. And yeah, I, that was, I think so. That's that. That was just my entire theory. Was that the for the children thing is a link to that? And then obviously, like you said, she gets pregnant at the end of the episode. So I definitely think they're very much hinting at Wiccan Speed, which, if you don't know, that's Wanda's two children. I think they're twins, right? They're tw- they're mutant twins. Yeah. So they both have superpowers. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hinting going on in this episode. Yeah, and like, you know, saying, you know, let's do this for the children is one thing, but having like 10 creepy looking ladies say it all at the same time. Yeah, in the same and tone, like a couple times they did it throughout the episode too. Yeah, it's, it's just like kind of weird. So that, that was like one part that, that uh, stood out to me. And then the second, um, which is a fantastic scene, is when Wanda is speaking to Head Honcho Lady. And, uh, you know, she's kind of like scolding her. She's kind of just being a bitch. And then, um, you know, in the radio next to them, you sort of hear who I think is Randall Park. 
pretty yes, sure it's Rainbow I, Park's character. I thought it was too, but I didn't want to Google it because I'm kind. Of, I'm like at the point now where I'm like, I don't want to get something spoiled by accident. I'm pretty sure it's, it sounded like him at least. It did sound like him, so I think it might be him. But um, basically, you hear from the radio a voice. Uh, it's call, Asian Jim. Literally, <laughs> yes, it's Asian Jim. <laughs> well, no, it's just Jim, bro. Yeah, it's just Jim. Jim is making his Jim. appearance. Um, you hear, you know, someone calling out to Wanda, like Wanda, where are you, Wanda? Who's who's doing this to you wanda and then you know wanda is and and head honcho lady are, are looking at the radio she's like the lady's looking at wanda she's like what are you doing like what's going on here and then the radio like explodes or not explodes but it kind of short circuits and then yeah the glass in the lady's hand you know shatters and cuts her and that's one of the instances where we see color uh you know the red blood on her hand which uh brings me to another point the other time we see color um in this episode is at the beginning when wanda goes out to her front yard and she sees the red helicopter yep um and i have a theory on that i think that's how monica rambo uh gets to to wanda i think uh i think sword because the helicopter had the sword uh the sword like logo, logo on or it. whatever for, for those of you who don't know what sword is sword is like the sister i don't want to say company because it's not a company organization yeah like the sister organization of shield obviously sword and we kind of get like a little thing with them at the uh post credit scene of spider-man far from home do we yeah that's nick fury what he's doing in space that's like all sword Oh yeah, you're right. Yes, you're right because Sword is like the extraterrestrial component of Shield. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so this is like our second time, I guess, seeing Sword. Yeah, uh, but obviously they're gonna have a huge impact going forward in the MCU. Yeah, so I think uh, Monica is sent to go find Wanda, see what's going on. Uh, I think she flies in through that helicopter. She crash lands into this illusion that you know one is doing and she gets sucked into it so she has no idea so do you think that like these sword agents and you know good guys or bad guys or both are going into like try to save wanda and like she's like manipulating them and taking control of them and adding her them to her reality yes okay that's actually that's what i'm saying if that's if this is what, where it's going that's why i think uh Monica, because well, if you remember when they meet Geraldine, Geraldine says, "I'm not sure what I'm doing here. I'm not sure how I got here." But that's Monica Rambo's character, so it seems to me that she does not know what's going on, which mean that which means that Wanda has some sort of control over her. This is fucking insane, right? It's fucking crazy. It, I, honestly, you know what I really love about this show is how. Like how we're really starting to get a glimpse of how powerful Wanda is. I mean, dude, we saw that in, in Endgame where she literally almost solo. Oh yeah, Thanos. she fuck it fucks up Thanos. She fucks his ass up. Like, bro, like legit, like it, like because obviously, like what I think they're trying to imply with this show and going forward with Wanda is that she has not even reached anywhere near her peak of power levels you know what i'm saying like i've heard yeah. how powerful she could actually become um and we kind of see a glimpse of that obviously like you said an end game where she fucks up thanos and he's like you know 
he knows he's about to fucking get he's about to get wrecked. <laughs> he knows he's about to die. He has to fucking send all the ships on her to like fucking blow everything up around her. Um but we're really now starting to see how fucking crazy like dude, like if she's making a reality, like what other fucking superhero can do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, she's overpowered. She's literally overpowered. Super <laughs> overpowered, but like like in a good way. Yeah. It's not like Superman where it's like, oh, I have kryptonite, like, oh, whatever. Like, this is like, hold on, like, this is dumb overpowered, but, like, there's a lot of story and depth that we can add to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, another point um, that I wanted to bring up, I think that Agnes's husband, I'm, like, 90% sure he's Mephisto. Because this is the second time he's been name dropped, like literally by name, and we have not seen him. Hmm. I have a feeling he's Mephisto because I'm like also almost ninety nine percent sure that Agnes's character is uh, Agatha Harkness. Who I don't know if you know who, do you know who Agatha Harkness is? I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. But she's ahead. she's a she's a Marvel villain. Where she she's like a witch. Okay. Well, no, she's not like a witch. She is literally a witch. She's a witch from, like, Salem, like, Salem Witch Trials. <laughs> really? Yes. So, the reason I think it's... The reason I think it's her... It's it's Agatha is, well, one, because I think Agnes is, like, a shortened version of Agatha Harkness. And the name of her cat is the same name that Agatha's son has in the comic books. Yeah. Hmm. Plus, I mean, Agnes seems like a, like a huge bitch behind the scenes, like to yes. Wanda. <laughs> like uh, she's super so, fake. Yeah, so that definitely leads into my into my theory of her being a villain. And I mean, obviously, in like in witch lore, I mean, witches are are you know always like like side by side with with the devil and and Lucifer making packs with him. So it definitely leads me to believe that her husband is Mephisto. Like one, he has to be like one hundred percent. If he's not, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be so shocked. If he's not, it better be a good twist. I mean, I, I, I think that is a twist, though. Well, <laughs> or, or, or not, not that. Or like, if Mephisto isn't involved in this story, is what I want to say. Mm-hmm, they better yeah, have I, some like insane twist going on. Yeah, and I know Agatha is like one of like Wanda's like arch nemesis in in the comics. Like yeah. they butt heads a lot, so I definitely think that she's uh that she's one of the central villains, and I think her husband is actually Mephisto. Because yeah. again, this he's been name dropped twice and we have not seen him on screen yet. So there's definitely something more to I forget his name. It was like Raphael. I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But um there's definitely more to him than, than meets the eyes it's it's interesting to see where it goes because there's really so many places this can go yeah it's like, dude the show is it's fucking phenomenal so far i mean like, I i'm love loving it. this shit oh me too i'm absolutely hooked. I, I was telling matt that if the entire season would have dropped today or friday be so, it'd be so boring like not boring it'd be so annoying like knowing no not how... even not even annoying not even annoying but i probably would have binge watched this all in a single day yeah for night. sure for sure like i love how different it is i love the underlying like the horror undertones throughout each episode all the influences from like i love lucy to twilight zone 
and then switching to like a more modern day Marvel thing. It's like, and I know eventually there's going to be one moment where everything just sort of erupts and I can't wait to see that moment because I've heard a lot of rumors as to what that is. Do you want me to tell you what I've heard? Yeah. So apparently there's two things uh, that I've heard recently. And, you know, listeners of the show know how unironically great our track record is at breaking rumors on the show. <laughs> like, Back I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Like, John you and can I literally have legit- go back and listen to our old shows and see how we, like, predict a lot of things. <clears throat> yeah, like, it's actually insane. So... Like, we should... Like, we're actually, like, in cahoots with Kevin Feige. Oh, uh, wait, he actually texted me before, like, a couple of minutes ago. Yo, oh, did he really? Super, yeah, yo, super excited to see what rumors and shit you guys come up with for WandaVision. Let's see if it comes true. <laughs> Good old Kevin. Um, he, uses, he uses us for his material like in, the, in all the movies and shows. He's he like, actually yeah, hit, that's actually a great idea. Let me like write that down. He actually hit me up. He's like, yo, how should WandaVision end? So I actually know what the ending is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the, two of the main things that I've heard is that I think it's in, I think it's in the third or fourth episode, there's a specific moment where Wanda or one of our characters hears a name that has not been said in the MCU for a while. And that's what causes the illusion to start breaking. Um, And there's been a lot of rumors circulating as to who or what that could be. Um, One of them being Ultron. The other one being Pietro, which I believe it's Pietro. Which, for those of you who don't know, Pietro is Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. Um, yeah. The other, which I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I told you this already, being that apparently there's like a secret hidden actor who has who came and filmed for the show, who no one knows about, but Paul Bettany has been like raving about filming with him. Like he's been saying, like how how blessed he is to finally work with this person. Uh, how wonderful of an actor he is and now there's been a lot of names thrown around i didn't know paul um, bettany was saying all that yeah yeah paul bettany said this Damn, he might have gave away some some details bro no he just said he filmed with someone i know but that might have already been too much for marvel you know what i mean i mean i don't know bro fucking mark ruffalo literally spoiled infinity war <laughs> Yeah, that actually, it's funny going back and watching that and being like, bro, like, he legit spoiled the entire movie. Like, and you could tell, like, he, like, actually was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like, people thought he was trolling and shit, cause I, but, like, obviously after watching Infinity War, it's like, wait, he and literally seeing spoiled Don the movie. fucking reaction, like, bro, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, people thought he was kidding, but we watched Infinity War, he was like, oh, he actually fucking spoiled it. <laughs> um, uh, but now I've seen a lot of names thrown around, one of them being Al Pacino. Because uh, I know Al Pacino met with Kevin Feige in like 2014 about a role. Um, however, they couldn't decide on what to do at the time. So Al Pacino, <laughs> would, bro, can you imagine the, like the pressure on Kevin Feige? Like, damn, bro, like what do we? Wait, but can you guy? imagine? Wait, but can you imagine Al Pacino as Mephisto? That would be fire. That, oh, that'd be fantastic. That would be amazing. That'd be some of the best casting in the fucking MCU. So, like Al Pacino has been thrown out there. I saw you and McGregor thrown out there, which I think would be also a great addition to the. A, I mean, he was great cast. as Black Mask. Imagine him as Mephisto. Yeah, like he would be. He would be, he would be fucking amazing. Um, I saw Jason Isaacs thrown in there. That's why I asked you uh, what you thought about Jason Isaacs as a uh, Magneto. 
Jason Isaacs as Jason Isaacs as Magneto. I cannot talk to that. <laughs> um, that's a fucking great casting. Yeah, I saw his name uh, thrown around for Mephisto a little bit, which and then I, I kind of go back to like his Harry Potter days. Yeah, like that's like that's how I would imagine he would probably like act. You know, yeah, some, something like that, similar to that. I mean, he's a fucking dickhead in Harry Potter, so I'm sure it wouldn't be too far away uh playing like magneto <laughs> yeah um so yeah apparently those are like two things uh to sort of keep an eye on as we continue going for wandavision but we know eventually this illusion is going to break it's just a matter of when uh how and why so something to to keep an eye on just a lot of depth here man a lot of things to talk about i mean i mean it's only been two episodes and two and 30 minute it, it, long episodes yeah two, that's what i'm saying like we we have an hour of content and we're like mind blown yeah i mean I, i'm really excited to see where where this goes episode three comes out on friday i believe super excited for that i'm only i'm kind of sad we're only gonna be getting one episode per week uh from now on i know i i wish they were kind of releasing two at a time at least like so we can right kinda... i feel like two is like well, I mean, I heard that the last three episodes are an hour long. Oh, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. So, like, the first episodes are, like, all sitcoms, but then the last three are, like, legit, like, mini-movies. Yeah, I know. So, I know that Paul Bettany made a comment about how they go from being a sitcom show to, like, it being this, like, huge Marvel action-packed blockbuster kind of thing. So, I could definitely see that you know the last three episodes being this like huge big budget epic you know but it's just so interesting to see how they even get there because that seems so far removed from yeah where the first the two episodes are yeah it's like the progression of seeing like it break and, and into that it's like it's so interesting i'm so excited for that i it really this really is like a great and it's a mini series for those of you that don't know it's not a show it's a mini series because I feel like we kept saying show, but it is a miniseries, which means that it is probably going to only be a one-season thing. Yeah. Um. But, like, you can't do this in a movie, like, what they're trying to do. Oh, absolutely um, not. Like, it would maybe take a... No, I, I, even then, like, a couple of movies, no. Like, you need to get, like, you know, the plot going within the first 40 minutes of the movie. So, yeah, no, like, it's... Seeing how they're doing this with, as, an, as a miniseries is fantastic. I mean, and and I'm so glad that the MCU is really capitalizing on on Disney Plus because it opens up so much storytelling for them to tell these longer stories that they wouldn't be able to tell in a two hour time frame in, in films, but over a seven hour, uh, you know, season like they're doing for uh, Secret Invasion. Like they announced yeah. the Samuel Jackson Secret Invasion, like a lot of people were saying you know how are you gonna put secret invasion into a two two and a half hour long movie and then the answer was we'll put it in a seven hour uh you know miniseries or television show which you know they did with wanda like you said you can't put this in a movie these two episodes we just watched look how many questions we have and in a movie this literally would have been the entire first half of the movie yeah so it's like where do you even like you know go organically i love like having to speculate about what like everything going on every week and this is going to be like this for the next you know month and a half two months yeah absolutely so like for for our listeners out there we're gonna try to do like a wandavision 
mini podcast episode every week where we talk about you know that you know every week every, every week. two weeks i think it would be definitely ideal yeah yeah which is where we talk about the show you know as it progresses normally which we started we kind of did with mandalorian we yeah talked we about that. uh the ahsoka episode and then one more and then we talked about you know the ending uh so we're definitely going to try to keep doing something with uh like similar with wandavision and you know all the other disney plus shows that are coming out um john do you have anything else you want to add regarding wandavision no i mean i do have a little bit of marvel news to tell you real quick that i feel like i should bring up Matt Damon apparently is uh was spotted on set of uh Thor four. I saw that. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I mean, we all know. If you don't know, if you've ever seen Thor Ragnarok, Matt Damon is actually in the movie. He plays an actor version of Loki, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's gonna be playing that role. Though. I think he's gonna no, actually I don't. be a, his own. But it'll character. probably be something. If it's not something like serious, it's definitely gonna be something fucking hilarious. Because Taika Waititi is like a comedic god. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's pretty exciting, man. <laughs> like, oh, I, I love like I love like what Marvel is doing right now. Like, they're giving these actors and these directors and writers like such total like control. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like Kevin Feige has this whole thing in the back of his mind. Like, we you know we're gonna lead up into a new. Like you have you know, to you, you you start here. You have to end here. How you everything you do in the middle, I don't give a shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like like you know. We're going to have another Avengers, you know, whether that's the Young Avengers or that's, you know, some uh, crazy new epic where they fight Galactus or fucking some shit. But he's definitely letting people have more control than they've ever had before. And mm-hmm. you definitely see it with Thor Ragnarok, WandaVision, obviously, like, what I'm hearing about Thor 4, um, you know, even maybe Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. Like, there's so much that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm loving it, bro. I, I It really does feel like comic books brought to life yeah absolutely it's it, it's awesome seeing it like we're, we're never gonna get anything like this ever again like right now i'm watching i'm watching star wars uh, chronologically from the very beginning but including you know clone wars and rebels so i'm going episodes one two you know clone wars three rebels so on and doing that with marvel you know, it's gonna be really fun it's gonna be really interesting yeah i mean yeah, like, like I said, we're never getting anything like this again. So it's really fun to like sit here and really appreciate what Kevin Feige and Marvel have been doing. Like, as like a film fan, as a comic book fan, it's it's really fun storytelling. Yeah. Um, also, I want to add like one thing that I found hilarious in episode one of WandaVision before we you know wrap up the show. But when WandaVision hits, oh, I keep saying WandaVision. When Wanda hits vision in the head with the plate and it shatters and she's like she's like oh here's vision with the indestructible head and then in my head like i just saw thanos just fucking crushing his skull <laughs> yeah i think someone made a tiktok with that like of her saying that and then you just oh, hear really? like some crazy loud epic music and fucking thanos like <laughs> choking the fuck out of him and destroying his head send me that i gotta find it but bro, I literally like... it was like it was like that meme have you seen that meme of like the dog where like like he's gonna go up, blow out birthday like candles, and then he has like flashbacks to like Vietnam. Yeah, and stuff like, that's, like, that was, <laughs> that's like, exactly Vish. what that reminds me of. Yes, this is just had flashbacks to, like Dan was just just squeezing the shit out of his skull. <laughs> so real quick, before we end, before we end, well, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think 
that Vision is alive again or will end up being alive again after, like, post WandaVision? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, uh, you know what sucks is that if if they don't bring Vision back, I'll be fine with it because I like when characters die in uh, TVs and shows and movies. I like having like, that sense of, like, loss for someone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So I'd be totally okay with it, but it would also suck because, bro, Paul Bettany, Paul Bettany's been fucking awesome, bro. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, and he's been there since the beginning. People forget that since he's the Jarvis. Very beginning. Have you seen that uh, story with him? What no. though? Like where he? All right, so I'll I'll make this really quick because we gotta end this episode. But Paul Bettany pretty much was saying how obviously, if you guys don't know, he was voicing Jarvis for the longest time since Iron Man One. So mm-hmm. the very fucking beginning. I mean, from Iron Man uh, One to Age of Ultron. Yeah, he was Jarvis. So, he was voicing Jarvis. Obviously, he was doing a little bit of other work. You know, nothing insane, nothing big. And uh, he's the story is that he uh, had met with a producer, and at ho- like in Hollywood and everything. And he said that the producer literally told him like, "You're done. You're never gonna ha- get like a, you're never gonna be like a good actor. You're never gonna have a big acting gig. Like you're you're probably done as an actor. You should probably start looking for some other work." My God. Yeah, like, he said, like, that day, like, literally he walked out of there, and he said that, like, as he, like, walked out of the building, he, like, trembled to his, like, like to his knees kind of thing, because, like, he was just, like, you know, like, he was, like, this is it, like, this is my career, like, I'm losing, like, the thing that I love, and uh, he said, like, he was, like, sitting there, like, thinking about it, and then he gets a call from Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige said, hey, we have a theory, or we have an idea that we might want to turn Jarvis into vision the superhero would you be down for that and he was like yes yeah he's like yes i would and like i actually like love like watching that him tell that story because you can tell like how happy he is to be playing vision this is definitely a role that like means something to him yeah Hmm. so fucking kudos to him man he's been acting his ass off on the show um okay now before we actually wrap up the episode i want to bring something up (laughs) um i literally just had this sent to me on Twitter, um, you know when they're drinking uh, the wine bottle in, in I think it's in the first episode. Yeah. Okay. The label on the wine bottle says uh, "Maison du Mepri," which uh, translated to English means "House of Misery." Oh. You condense that, you get House, House of, of M. M. Oh. Yep. <laughs> that is so good. Bro. That is so good. I cannot wait. Damn, you just gave me chills, three. like Loki. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually so fire, bro. I can't wait for episode three, man. It's yeah, so we're good. definitely pumped. Honestly, like what I want to say, I think this podcast episode for those of you still listening, if you're still listening, is blab on, then you're fucking crazy. Yeah, but right? um, I definitely feel like our episode of our review of Wandavision just now is a good episode to send to other people. That are maybe aren't fans of what, where the show is going so far. Yeah, I feel like it'll I agree. give them a sense of, like, it'll give them an idea of what to expect, and then might excite them. Yeah, like listening to forward. our theories. Like, our, th- some of our theories are, are definitely exciting. I think, um, and I think it, it would. If we're, it, we're we're not going to be correct. Like, we're definitely not going to be one hundred percent right. But I think I we're don't on know, the right man. Track. With our track record, with our track record, you never know. Well, I'm saying we're with everything, but like I'm saying, like we're definitely on the right track of where the show is going, and I think like it is so exciting to see what they're gonna do. Yeah, agreed. So I think um, that, like, like I said, if you have a friend, a cousin, 
a fucking uncle, I don't know, that doesn't really like WandaVision. Damn, you're calling out your uncle? <laughs> All my uncles. <laughs> um, if they, you know, if they're not a fan, definitely share this podcast with them. Like, let's see, you know, see how they feel about it after we discuss it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so that's it. That's, that's the end of our WandaVision episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you guys are still here, give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, uh, inside the back lot at Instagram.com. A lot of cool stuff being posted on there. On Twitter, we have uh, Inside Backlot. A lot of cool stuff being posted um, on individual platforms. And then on TikTok, follow Backlot Stevie, my personal TikTok account. I'm going to be posting a lot of cool film stuff on there so that you guys are going to get to see. So go ahead, give us a follow, uh, like and subscribe our podcast, wherever it is that you listen to, and spread the word. Uh, give a lot a of cool reviews, too. Yeah, right. Uh, drop, drop a review. Drop a subscribe. Uh, hit that MF like button <laughs> and spread the word. We got a lot of cool stuff coming uh, this year, hopefully with uh, COVID dying down. And uh, I'll give you guys a little inkling of information, but a potential new uh, podcast in the work. So uh, this is news to me. Uh, it's not news to you if you had been fucking paying attention the past couple months. Every time you text me, I, I just look away. <laughs> I, I, when, when you text me I, I text you back with my eyes closed <laughs> you do you have someone else type for you <laughs> uh, so more information uh, regarding that pretty soon nothing set in stone but uh, definitely something that uh, can potentially uh, be coming to you guys uh, relatively soon so this, but this podcast out. is not going away anytime soon yeah no this podcast is not going away you're going to listen to John and I uh, talk, talk forever show. and ever and ever and ever. Give Joker a five out of five. Andorra five out of five. Yep. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. <laughs>